Greetings, my friends, and welcome to the next episode of Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer. We are recording live under the umbrella of Hardwater One here in the Valley of the Sun. Today, I am joined by Brienne Showman Brown, Dr. Brienne Showman Brown, and she's going to be giving us some insight on the oh so popular kipping pull up that you see running rampant in every CrossFit gym around the world. So, Sit tight and let's jump into this and see if we can figure out some ways to make it A, safer, and B, more efficient. So, Dr. Brown, how's it going? I'm awesome. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. So, obviously, this is a topic that has been hotly debated by people who are pro and con and this and that and the other thing. It's not going away, so we might as well just learn how to do it properly and learn how to do it safely. So maybe you could start by telling us a little bit about what you're seeing on your end from the PT perspective that is potentially unsafe or potentially damaging to the athlete. First, just to dive into, is it safe, is it unsafe? The actual movement itself is not a bad movement to do. It's it's a matter of when someone doesn't have the good mobility or good control in order to perform it in a good manner. So what a, some common things that I see issue-wise. First and foremost, not having the good upper back or shoulder motion or what I call mobility in order to get in the positions without putting a lot of strain on other joints. So we need some good upper back mobility in order to really get into these good positions so our shoulders don't take the brunt of that motion. Along with that, we need good control through our torso and through our shoulders as we are going throughout this motion. So if you are coming up, getting your chin over the bar, and then to come down from that, you're just dropping really fast. You're putting a lot of stress and strain on a lot of different um, soft tissues and muscles that surround that shoulder area that can cause a lot of injury potential. When talking efficiency-wise and also injury prevention-wise is when we same thing when we're losing that control coming down we're also just losing efficiency through that loss of tension we're coming down from that pull up we're dropping fast what happens is we either just drop straight down or we kind of swing out forward which is not going to allow us to even get into our positions again to get back up over that bar right so let's break this down a little bit for those following along um, at home so if we are looking at this movement the first uh the first thing that you might notice is that a you're holding onto the bar you're hanging onto the bar and you are swinging back and forth but you're swinging back and forth under control and when you're swinging forward we call that that superman position right and so i noticed one of the things that you had mentioned was an issue was that position and you mentioned the upper back shoulder mobility piece so what is it that people need to have in place before they're before they even think about jumping into that superman position because that's necessary knowing that you need to rebound to reverse that and get back up over the bar, get the chin back up over the bar. Essentially, if you can't get your arms directly up overhead with a pain-free motion, you aren't gonna be able to get into this kipping motion, first and foremost. Secondly, you need good upper back, so that thoracic spine, we do need some mobility in through there. In order to, essentially, we need to get our body in front of the bar even when we are in that Superman position. And we're swinging forward into that Superman position. Correct. So we need some good extension through our spine as well as that full range of motion of our shoulders up overhead in order to actually get us into that position. If we don't have good motion of one of those or both of those, it can cause a lot of strain and overuse type injuries in our 
rotator cuff muscles and other muscles that surround that shoulder in order to try to get us in that position. Right, so if someone doesn't have like a good hollow rock position or hollow body position or a good Superman position, should they be doing this movement? Essentially, no. You need to be able to learn these positions first on the ground and then carry those over onto the bar. If you can't do them on the ground when you're in a fully supported position, you aren't gonna be able to do them when you're hanging on the bar. Right, 100%. So let's talk a little bit about the next piece. And I think you mentioned this in your opening statements. You were talking about this sort of quick drop, this sort of loss of tension, if you will, that, you know, once the chin is over the bar. What does that look like when you're diagnosing an athlete's positions? And what kind of damages can it cause when someone is actually just dropping from over the bar? So what the movement's essentially going to look like is you could have this nice controlled movement up, but then coming down, it's the athlete's just letting gravity take them, basically. There's absolutely no tension through those muscles in order to bring them down. They're just letting gravity take them down off of that bar. So they're coming down very quickly. Injury potential, there's a lot of muscles, there's a lot of ligaments, there's a lot of tendons that surround that shoulder area. When you come down that quickly, those muscles may or may not be able to support that under that speed. Maybe the first two reps, yes. If you're doing a high volume workout and you're coming down quickly every single time, those muscles are going to fatigue out. You're going to injure that shoulder over time. 100%. So I think one of the issues that people tend not to realize, I mean, obviously, we see this all the time with new CrossFitters. Um, You know, they come into the gym, they see people doing pull-ups. Um, especially if it's a butterfly or a kipping pull-up, and that's the first thing they want to do, right? They don't realize that that movement, you know, obviously comes from gymnastics, but that movement, when you're executing it, you're actually applying multiples of body weight to each joint as you execute it, because as you're swinging down, you've got the forces acting on you in multiple directions, and it's not just body weight that you're dealing with here. And so an improperly trained joint is going to be a, it seems like it would be a tremendous tremendous liability for a lot of these folks. Uh, have you seen that in your uh, CrossFit gym and in your PT practice? I've seen several athletes that just, you know, may have had or essentially had good control for a while, but as the workout went, they just started fatiguing and yeah, came down, quick drop on, you know, as they were coming down from one and felt a pull on their shoulder and, you know, it took a while to rehab them back just because it, it's not necessarily that anything's torn necessarily, but it's a lot of stuff that's irritated, <laughs> aggravated, that needs to be calmed down and re-strengthened. Yeah, those, t- those uh, tissues weren't quite ready for amount of volume or, you know, that amount of load, really. Yeah. When you're talking about multiples of body weight. So, I mean, and this touches on the third thing that you mentioned in your opening statement, which is a loss of tension. And I know that you're referring to a different aspect of this. So maybe you could dive into what it means to diagnose or look at an athlete or coach an athlete where you notice that they've lost tension in the movement and are not performing it correctly. These athletes aren't necessarily putting themselves at risk of injury per se when they lose some of this tension through the core, but now we're coming to an efficiency standpoint that they're not able to cycle these movements. Which is the point of the movement. Which is the point of the movement (laughs) because they're losing this tension. So what happens is they may be nice and controlled through those shoulders as they're coming down, but they lose the control in their trunk. So then rather than getting into this nice hollow body Superman transition, they're basically just 
this then becomes what you see as a typical gymnastic swing where their whole body swings forward rather than being in this nice controlled hollow body or superman position sure and so as we go through this obviously you know there are lots of arguments pro and con for the kipping pull-up and this and that and the other thing and honestly you know in my opinion and I think in yours as well, it just comes down to the purpose of what you want. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it, when done properly, it's a safe and efficient movement. And I think that one of the things that people would be served by is knowing at what point their body is actually ready, at what point that shoulder joint, those elbows, those wrists are ready to actually take on that load. You know, when you're working with a new athlete, you know, what are some of the things that you look for in a new athlete to make sure that they're ready to attempt this movement? First and foremost, going back to what you had asked earlier as far as if they can, can't do a hollow body or Superman, should they be on the bar? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I need to make sure they can do a hollow body and Superman on the ground. From there, can they hang from the bar first and foremost? Do they even have the strength and control to hang from the bar? Once they do that, can we get into a hollow body and Superman or do they need assistance with that? So that's kind of where I would start with them as far as let's make sure they can do this stuff first. Along with that, I'm always one to build up strength first. So let's work on strict. Let's work on the strict aspect of it. If you can't do a strict pull-up, perfectly fine. Let's work on the negative part. Let's jump up to where you're supposed to be and then work on that slowly lowering yourself down, building up that strength aspect first because as you build that strength up, that control is naturally going to come with it. And so is there any other thing around the kipping pull-up that uh, you feel is important that we may not have touched on? I think the biggest thing is just being smart with it. If you know you can do maybe 10 kipping pull-ups before you start losing your control, don't try doing a workout with 50 pull-ups in it unassisted. Even myself, can I do muscle-ups? Yes. This past week, because it was high volume, did I band it? Yes. Each workout you do has an intention. The coach is programming it for a certain intention. And first and foremost, we want to prevent injury. Secondly, we want to perform these workouts to their intention, to get the cardiovascular work that was meant for it, to get the strength work that was meant for it. So if you are struggling on a movement the entire workout, your intention of the workout's gone. If you're compensating your motion the entire workout, you're putting yourself at risk of injury. So don't be afraid to scale down. Don't be that person who wants to go RX just to have that RX by your name. It's really not worth the injury to try to do these movements if you don't have the strength for the volume. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And so the last and final question when you're on the show is always the same. So how does knowing this help make us become highly functional? Essentially by knowing how to do a kipping pull-up properly, kipping movement properly, it does make us more efficient through those higher volume workouts, assuming you can do them safely and effectively. And there you have it, guys. That's going to do it for this episode of Hardwater Radio. This is Jason Archer signing off on behalf of Dr. Brianne Shulman-Brown. Be sure and check her out at getyourfixpt.com and crossfitfsi.com and crossfitnorthphoenix.net. If you're interested in joining a CrossFit gym and check out hardwater.com for all your apparel needs online and we'll see you in the next episode.